Hi, you're listening to my mom, Kat Lee, on the Inspired to Action podcast. Hey, can I listen to it? Hey, my name is Kat Lee, and I want to welcome you to the Inspired to Action podcast. I hope this show is the pep talk that you need as a mom, a reminder that what you do every day is life-changing, and it matters more deeply than you could ever imagine. Out of all the women in the world, God chose you to be the mother of your children because you are special and amazing and he has called you and he will equip you. So thank you for serving your family, for loving your children fearlessly and for fighting to be a great mom. This episode is for you. Let's jump right in. Hey, thanks for listening to the Inspired to Action podcast. I am chatting with my friends, Stephanie and Erin. They together run a site called ultimate-bundles.com. And we're going to be talking all about learning as moms. How do we, how do we one, find our passion, the thing that we really want to spend our time learning, learning things about? And, and how do we find the time to learn in the midst of raising kids and stuff? Stephanie has started her blog and Erin has started her blog, and they've learned all about blogging in the course of raising kids. And then Stephanie also traveled around the world in the midst of that. And so we're going to just chat about how we can find that time, how we can find our passions and stuff. So Stephanie, Erin, thanks for joining us today on the podcast. Thanks, Kat. Thanks for having us. So I'd like to start off by each of you telling your individual blogging story, um, how you found out what you're passionate about and why you started your blog. So Stephanie, why don't we start with you? Sure. I'm sort of the dinosaur in the blogging world because I started my blog um, seven years ago this month, actually. And it didn't, it started as me really discovering a passion that I had for learning before I began blogging, like a couple years before. And that led me into wanting to do the blog. So I'd been dealing with uh, a bunch of different health challenges. Uh, I had a hormone disorder. I had, um, a like a gut um, issue. I had a lot of different health things going on. And so I began to get really passionate about learning how to take care of my body and how to get healthier. And so when I had my first baby and I was home full time taking care of her, I just went to the library and I was constantly reading. And I became so interested and so passionate about what I was learning that I thought, how many other moms need to know this information? Surely there are other people who want to get healthier and just don't know where to start. And I'm doing this research, so why don't I pass it on? And that was sort of how my blog began. It was just like a way for me to share what I was learning with the world. And I had no idea what I was doing when I started blogging. I think I had ever read like maybe four blogs. Um, I mean, the blogosphere was a very different place back in, oh, what year would that have been? 2007? 2007. Yeah. yeah. It was a very different place. I mean, it was not the noisy, crowded place that it is today. There, was, <laughs> there weren't very many blogs. And so it was really exciting to jump in. But I had no plan. I didn't know what I was doing. So I took my, you know, what I was learning in the healthy living realm, and I had to begin to apply it to this completely new area to me of blogging. And I really just learned as I went, making mistakes and trying to sort of develop myself and develop the blog um, as I went along with the time that I had. Okay. And Erin, how did you, how did you start out? Erin, are you there? Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Oh, that's <laughs> you okay. went out for a second. That's okay. Um, 
Well, for me, I started after Stephanie. I've only been blogging, I guess, about half the amount of time for about three and a half years. And um, it's funny, though, because it was 2011, and I really didn't know that blogs existed until then. I don't know really why, except that... um, Before then, I had been working as a teacher, and I had a child, and then my husband and I did a little bit of mission work. Actually, we were in Vancouver, not very far at all from where Stephanie lives, which is funny um, because I didn't know of her at the time, um, and just didn't really know that there was this underground world of blogging. And then um, when I had my second child, um, I started reading more blogs, and really, I probably only had read about three or four. At the time, um, we had just moved back to North Carolina um, from where we were in Vancouver, and we were going through a really tough time um, just in our lives and in our marriage, and um, I needed some kind of outlet. I had started um, writing for my local newspaper. Um, I had studied journalism in college, and I had written for some newspapers um, right after college, and I reconnected with one of my old editors and started writing for our local paper. And so anyway, for a while, I wrote feature-type stories, and then um, when I was pregnant with my second child, he had said, would you be interested in writing a column just about your pregnancy? And I said, sure. So I wrote that and it was just really um, kind of emotional for me to write and um, just about being pregnant and having a toddler and just being a mom and how that was changing me as a person. And so then I realized, you know, I kind of like writing this way um, even more than writing the feature stories. And plus I was starting to realize that all the interviewing involved in journalistic style writing um, was going going to be harder with two children. Um, I really realized that when I was doing a phone interview one time and my baby started passing gas while I was on the phone <laughs> with someone. And I was just like, I'm sorry, I have a baby on my lap right now. Um, so I asked my editor, hey, would you be open to me doing like uh, regular mom columns and transi- transitioning out of the feature writer role? And he said, sure. So I did that. And so I decided, you know, I should I should put these up on a blog. And actually he and my best friend and college roommate at the time both said, you know, Erin, there are mom bloggers that make a living um, writing kind of the same type of thing you're writing, but on blogs. And I'm like, are you serious? They're like, yeah. So I decided to start my blog um, with that in the back of my head, like that I would like to turn that into a work at home mom type thing, but really too afraid to tell anyone. And it really just started Um, out as being about motherhood, but also just what I was learning. And I called it the humbled homemaker because not Stephanie's blog. Actually, she was, she's like one of my favorite people ever, but there were some blogs that I had started reading and I felt like the bloggers presented themselves. And honestly, looking back, it was probably my own self-consciousness, but I thought they presented themselves like these perfect wives and moms. And I was in really kind of a dark season in my life. And I just, I felt like that was anything but that. Um, I went through postpartum with my second baby and I just felt like I was overwhelmed and I was just in a very humbling season of life. And so I wanted to start a blog and with the mission of always being real with my readers and showing them that I wasn't perfect, but that I had been humbled, but it was okay because we were learning things together one step at a time, how to be moms, how to be homemakers. And I also have, um, since my, especially since my first child was born, which was a little over six years ago, um, passionate about learning about healthy living like Stephanie. Um, and two, my mom had cancer. And so always 
really from teenage years, I wanted to learn how to get healthier. But when I became a mom, it was expedited. Mm -hmm. So just different things. Like my first child, I didn't have a natural birth. So I became extremely passionate about learning about that with my second child. And so I blogged, um, even though she had just been born when I started the blog, I blogged about how I was able to educate myself because we couldn't afford formal classes that time um, to have a natural birth and stuff like that. So um, anyway, that's how I started. Well, I think it's interesting. You talk about how you were in a dark season when you started the blog. So you're having, you're embarking on this new journey and you're having to learn all this different stuff. And I'm sure there's a lot of moms listening that are in that same season. Maybe they just had a baby and they're feeling crazy overwhelmed. I know that I have a lot of listeners that live overseas, either as missionaries or expatriates for one reason or another, and they're acclimating to a new culture and they just feel in a season that that's overwhelming and hard. How did you find the time to learn new things when you're in a season that was already challenging? Did you change, you know, habits? Did you used to watch TV and then not watch TV? And, and this is a question for you too, Stephanie, if you want to jump in on it. But how did you find that time in the season that you were in? Really in the beginning, it was just during nap time. You know, my oldest was uh, 28 months when my second was born. And so when I started my blog, they were both really little. And so it was when they were napping. Um, I've never been a big TV watcher. And at the time I started the blog, we were living on a low income. So we didn't have cable or anything. Um, I I don't even remember if we had Netflix. So TV wasn't a big thing for me. I had tried different hobbies at different times. In fact, right before I started my blog, I took a quilting class because I thought, isn't that what homemakers are supposed to do? Aren't I supposed to be sitting home quilting all day? (laughs) You know, I had this vision in my head of what a quote unquote homemaker was supposed to be. And, you know, that was okay. And I still hope that one day I finish that quilt that I actually started. My husband's still like, you never finished that quilt. And he (laughs) took that class four years ago. But anyway, um, for me, I discovered that blogging was Mm life-giving. And so even though I was in a very difficult season, um, it was something that when I made the time for it, it just it helped me get through that difficult season. And, you know, I had always wanted a hobby and I felt like I really wasn't good at anything else. Um, But I loved, I always loved writing and I loved connecting with people. And that was one thing that blogging gave me that not even writing for the newspaper did because I was able to connect with readers and other bloggers. And so it just really um, met some needs in me and was life-giving. And I really feel like, among other things, that God used that to kind of pull me out of a pit that I was in. That's a story I've heard from a lot of bloggers, uh, that that blogging was almost therapeutic for them in in the Mm -hmm. season that they were in. I know that's part of how Tish started her blog as well. Um, So, Stephanie, how did you dive into learning? You, You were wanting to learn about healthy living. Did you have kids at that point in time when you started on that journey or had they? Um, No. um, I didn't have kids at the time when I started in on the journey, but I did want to comment on what Erin was just saying about um, starting her blog. Mm -hmm. And then I'll go back and talk about that. But I, it was actually very similar for me because what I didn't mention was that at the time when I did, when I started the blog, uh, my husband had just had cancer and we just, we were kind of in the tail end of probably the hardest year of our lives as he was kind of just in recovery mode at that point. But it had been a really difficult time. And, and it, like Aaron said, like it was sort of, um, 
I needed some sort of hobby, uh, something I could kind of pour myself into, something that um, that kind of got me excited. And it was a bit therapeutic for me. And it also did give me that community when I was at home with a toddler and a, ba- and a new baby. So yeah, it was very much the same story for me. But but back when I first got interested in healthy living, um, that was when I was finishing university. It was before I got married and had kids, but it really ramped up when I got pregnant with my first. I'd already been dealing with my own health issues, but then I was so worried that I was going to sort of pass on some of those you know, bad health habits onto my baby. And so that was when I began to really read voraciously. And you know, I really just found the time by, you know, I would always have a book, like I took out a lot of library books in the beginning. And every time I sat down to nurse my baby, which is a lot when they're little, I would always have a book ready. And I, you know, even if I could just read a page or two or half a chapter, I would always be reading something. I was always trying a new recipe. And then when I began blogging, I had a toddler and a baby. And so I would just get up, you know, a little bit early, I would get up 45 minutes early and sit down at the computer and maybe read some blogs and type out a quick blog post or when they went down for a nap together um, in the afternoons. And that was my time. And it was always just grabbing those little snatches of time. But I think when you find something that you're passionate about and when you realize that the learning and the growth personally, like that it's it's growing you, like it's fulfilling and satisfying something deep in you, then I think you're willing to to make that time. I mean, now I love, I love writing so much and I feel that I'm a better writer when I read and I don't have a lot of time to read anymore. I have four kids ages, you know, nine, seven, five, and two, and we homeschool and we run businesses like there's nothing left over, but I keep my Kindle beside my bed. I'm forever buying new books. And even if I only get to read for 10 or 15 minutes every night, or, you know, I just snatch like five minutes in the afternoon to pull it out. I put that time in because all of those little bits, they they add up to keep me continually learning and growing in my journey. Mm-hmm. I think that's so key, just being willing to take whatever we can uh, to learn. And I, I have a Kindle as well. And, I, you know, I, I resisted buying it for a long time because, like, well, I can read Kindle books on my phone or I can read it on my iPad. But for me, there was something about having a variety of books to read because I'm in different moods at different times. And, and I always have it there, and I'm not distracted by any notifications coming up anywhere. And uh, lately, um, I'll be sit in one of my kids' rooms at night after I put them to bed, just as like this great quiet time, because they're sitting there falling asleep. And so I just get to sit in there, and it's dark, and I just have my little Kindle, and I'm reading. And it's just for like five or ten minutes, but it's just a, such a refreshing time where I can read something and learn about something. Um, and so I think that's such a great point that you guys made of just finding that time and taking whatever it is that you can get because our days of spending a weekend just reading whatever we want to all day long by the pool, that's not happening <laughs> no. anytime soon. So You know what? has been another thing that's been really cool for me over the past year is podcasts. I mm-hmm. I listen, I mean, I, I think I started listening to podcasts maybe a couple of years ago and I would do it like when I would sit down to fold laundry. It was the perfect time for me to, you know, just make myself a cup of coffee or tea, spread out my laundry in the living room or the bedroom floor and stick on a podcast, either something that just inspired and encouraged me, like I like to listen to yours or to Tisha's Art of Simple podcast, or I also listen to business podcasts. I mean, people wonder how a busy mom can be growing at like professional development as as a business person, as a blogger. And that is one of the primary ways I do it because I, I do, you know, I read business books um, on my Kindle, but 
mostly it's when I'm driving that I put on a podcast in the car and, you know, my kids have learned that it's kind of mommy's time to listen to podcasts, but I also, <laughs> I've also subscribed to a couple of kids' podcasts. So sometimes we'll kind of, you know, we'll compromise. They'll listen to a kid's story for 10 or 15 minutes, and then mommy will put on a podcast for 30 minutes. And it works really well. And it's such a great way to multitask. I have to drive anyway, but um, I come away just feeling like uplifted. Like I got mm-hmm. to, I got to mm-hmm. challenge myself. I got to learn. I got to hear something that was really helpful for me today. Mm-hmm. Well, and often it sparks new ideas, which just gives you that extra energy and, and it's just fun. And I, I like listening to podcasts and I like listening to audiobooks too. So if you're a mom that you're not sure how much time you're going to have, I know Amazon has, I, forget, I think they call it Whisper Sync. I'm not sure, but where you can read a, a book on Kindle, but then you can also get the audiobook and they will sync up. And so you can switch back and forth depending on what your day looks like. If you're going to be spending the morning at the park watching your kids play, you can listen to the podcast. So you, you listen to the audiobook so you can still watch them play. Or if it, you're at home in the evening, you can sit and read. And so there's just so many great ways for moms t- to learn today and to fit that into their schedule. Erin, um, what are some ways that you enjoy learning? Is it mainly blogs or books or podcasts or anything else that you've done? Um, I would say it's similar to y'all. I have a lot of books on my Kindle. In fact, my husband's like, why are you constantly getting these free Kindle books? Because you know you can get so many of them for free. And I keep my Kindle by my bed as well. And then, of course, I have my phone with me everywhere so I can go to the Kindle app if I'm waiting at a doctor's office or, or wherever. And a lot of times, if I'm like, I'll read my Kindle like in the bathtub and I'll, um, I'm, tr- I'm careful not to drop it, <laughs> um, but I'll turn off the Wi-Fi on my Kindle because I'm tempted to go to like Facebook or something and I don't want to, so I'll turn off the Wi-Fi. Um, but also, it's funny because I wrote a post a few months ago about um, this great way to learn how to do housework, I, something like my secret to getting housework done, and it was podcasting because I love listening to podcasts when I'm doing like the dishes or even vacuuming. I have a great little headset that I can put in. It uses Bluetooth technology, and I can even hear the podcast while I'm vacuuming, and that's been motivating for me because I'll be honest, I really don't enjoy housework. It's not one of those things that I feel is life-giving to me, but if I can learn... <laughs> I mean, some people actually do. But really? Me. Who are they? Yeah, not I, me. Heard, I had someone guest post to my blog one time that said that they love to do housework. And I was like, oh, my goodness, come clean my house. But, um, you know, it's I love to kill two birds with one stone. You know, mm-hmm. females, we like to multitask. And so if I can actually be learning something while I'm doing housework. For me, it actually helps me be able to do housework a little bit more joyfully. Um, also, I've done a few e-courses, like um, actually they, they're blogging related, but to me, that's great because I found, at least in this season of being a mom, um, you know, my girls are six almost four and just turned two. And so we, we've actually just begun that next season, just exiting the baby years, um, which is very bittersweet to me. But, um, you know, it's hard to leave the house. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, you know, it's hard to line up childcare and there's so many moving pieces. And so when I can take some kind of course from home on the computer at night after they've gone to bed or when they're having quiet time or nap time, um, you know, or a day when my husband's home, that to me is just very helpful. That's a great point. You know, that's actually how I got started in doing anything online 
12 years ago. Yes, 12 years <laughs> <Wow>. ago <laughs> when I was pregnant with my my oldest child. Um, I took a, I don't even know why I did it. Um, I took a, like a web design course online. It was just like a community. It wasn't like an official university course. It was just a continuing education kind of thing that our local community college offered. And it was actually not even very good, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I learned the basics. And so then I started um, a blog just for my own, you know, to keep the grandparents up to date. And then I, we were shopping for a car and I realized that I could make a better website than the car dealer had. And so I just went in there knowing nothing. I think I had like a six month old at the time. I was like, Hey, can I build your website? And they're like, sure. And so I did that. And then I met Sean Groves and I ended up getting him on his very first real blog. And then I started my own blog because I loved his blog. And so it's, a you know, just taking one little course can have a huge impact on the trajectory of really what you do and, and what you really enjoy doing. And there are so many community colleges and they don't even need to be local ones because they just have the courses online. I mean, you can get a full degree, I think, online now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just whatever it is that you're interested in or passionate about, there is an online something for you, whether it's a video course and it's on something like quilting. I mean, my daughter watches Rainbow Loom videos <laughs> on <too>. YouTube <laughs> all the time. <laughs> And is constantly creating new things. So whatever it is that you've always wanted to do, you can find it. And a lot of times it's even free too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what I love about that cat, like it inspired me just hearing you share your story. I didn't know that very beginning part about your your, uh, graphic design course or the car dealership or anything. Yeah. Well, technically it was an HTML (laughs) course. So don't expect anything from my graphic design skills. So go ahead. Well, I just... I think that there's something so good about us as moms being able to pursue something that we're passionate about and to um, to model that lifestyle of learning mm-hmm. for our kids. I think that that is one of the greatest gifts that we can give them is to show them that as adults, we don't stop learning either. Like we're always right. growing and challenging and developing ourselves. And I think that that really gets into their into their minds and somewhere deep in them and helps them to want to be those people who are always learning and growing as well. So I think that this is really, it's, it's a gift that we give ourselves, but I think it's also something that we give to our kids. I think you're so right. There's this quote from John Wooden, who was a great basketball coach. He says, don't tell me about what you can't do. Show me what you can do. And so I think when we are proactive and we continue to learn as moms, we're never giving our kids that excuse of saying, hey, there's seasons when you just can't do anything. But we're saying that we want to keep learning. And so in whether it's just reading for five minutes a day on the Kindle or whether it's taking an online course, we're, we know what we want to learn and we're finding a way and making a way to learn it so that we can grow. So that as kids, they can say, well, maybe I'm nine years old, but I want to start a business. And I saw that my mom can do this. And so then I can do this too. And and I think you're right. It just models something for them that they can do things and they can learn things regardless of their season or their age. I think that's Mm -hmm. great. Um, So actually one of the things, (laughs) it's like an interview and I'm here talking for long stretches. Um, But one thing that I did want to mention that I I know that some people listening might think, well, I'm not a blogger. I'm not starting a business. I don't write. Um, I heard Jesse Connolly from NaptimeDiaries.com, I think, say one time that everyone is a mom plus. Everyone 
um, is a mom, you know, there's some people that are mom plus bloggers, some people that are moms plus business owners, and some people are moms plus moms. Everybody wants to learn about something, and some people are just really want to learn more about being a mom. And I don't want anyone to walk away from this feeling like, well, I, I'm just a mom, and I'm not really anything big and fancy that's going to go out and speak or write or do anything like that. But everybody has something that they want to learn about, an area that they want to grow in. And whether that's cooking or fitness or learning to clean your home or whatever it is, you are a mom plus something. And so I just challenge you to seek out wisdom in those areas so that you can learn and grow and just continue to excel in different areas. Um, so uh, another question, how do you... Um, you guys have actually gone in together and started a business, which added a completely different element to what you needed to learn and how you needed to do all that. What has that process been like in the midst of motherhood? Because you guys have really young kids. Mm-hmm. You want to go, Erin? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's not always been easy. It's been a process. Um, and I've... I would say in the last year or so, I've really had a shift in thinking. You know, um, when I first became a mom, um, I struggled with thinking what the ideal mother was. And I had this picture in my head that she was this full-time stay-at-home mom who um, made like gourmet meals and I don't know. I just had this this different picture, and I got frustrated when I felt like I even wrote a post one time called um, something about when you're not cut out for motherhood, because I felt like I wasn't. I wasn't meeting this ideal that I had set for myself. Nobody had set it out there except for me, and um, I feel like now, um, really, I had to begin being a work at home mom um, just for us to make ends meet because we were living on low income, and um, but now I feel like I thrive as a work-at-home mom. Um, so it hasn't always been easy. It's been one of these things where I've had to learn. I've had many late nights, many, many, many late nights. And um, I've had to learn where to fit in the work. And I've finally just really in the last few months getting to where I have like specific office hours and stuff and um, figuring out when to work and when to put work aside to be mom, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Because in the beginning, it kind of all was meshed in together. And that wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for my kids. It wasn't good for my family. Um, But now I'm finally in a good place where I feel like I thrive as a work at home mom. And I have those set hours. And the girls know too, um, when I'm on the computer, they know that mommy's working um, so that, you know, my oldest child goes to like a, it's a part-time homeschool, part-time Christian school. So she can go to school. So, um, you know, we have food to eat for our family and stuff like that. So I don't know if that answers your question or not. It hasn't always been easy. It's been a process and it's getting better and better all the time. Yeah. I would say that it's, it's been a process for me too. In the beginning, my, 
my work was really just an aside. And I tried very hard to keep it limited to a certain number of hours and particularly uh, when my kids were sleeping or not around. And then as the business grew, that became increasingly hard. And I went through some hard seasons and years where I was working a lot too much and I wasn't giving what I wanted to give to my family. And I ultimately burned myself out in the process. And I think that there are times um, in life, in motherhood in particular, where we can work or have other things going on in our lives that are too much that really take us away. I think there are seasons when it does require more more of us and we have to be able to, to give that. Now, I'm kind of coming out of the baby stage right now. My youngest is two and a half and I'm you know, so in some ways it's a little bit easier for me to do my work because I'm not being woken up in the middle of the night. And so it is easier to be able to get up in the morning and get work done. And also because my husband, Ryan, works, we both work from home, we're able to trade off with one another. And so there's some really good things about that. And definitely for the last, I'd say, three years, I've made a, a concerted effort to try to keep um, strict work hours. And that not to say that my work doesn't ever bleed into life because it does occasionally, but I do try to keep those work in those office hours. But now I feel like I'm moving into another season where my kids really need more of me in the homeschool process. And just, you know, my oldest daughter, she's about to turn 10. And I feel like she needs so much of me in these preteen years, just relationally. I know, Kat, yes. that you get that because you're right <laughs> there too. And so I feel like it just ebbs and flows. And there are going to be times as a mom when we can do more and times when we can do less and we just need to pour into our family. And I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how to balance it properly. And I'm trying to learn to just be flexible and hold some of it with an open hand. And even when I might want to, you know, pour myself into my business or career to say, well, what do my kids need right now? And that's something I'm evaluating, like even this week going into this school year, um, how much can I feasibly put into my work and and what do I really want to give to my kids and what do they need from me right now? So I don't know. That's that's kind of a convoluted answer. But all that to say is like, it's always changing. And mm -hmm. I think we just have to be willing to be flexible and go with um, the seasons, go with the circumstances in our lives, what's going on with our husbands, what's going on with our kids, and find creative ways to make it work and be willing to have some give and take in the process. Yeah, that's so true. You, you know, the so the business that you guys run is ultimate-bundles.com. And we actually just chatted with you and then Stephanie, your husband, Ryan, for the How They Blog podcast. So if anybody's interested, you can head over to howtheyblog.com and that episode will be up there. But one thing that you guys mentioned in that talks about this exact thing. You talk about how for the Ultimate Bundle you want it to be a win-win-win for everybody around, for the people who purchase all the great resources that you provide, for the authors, for the affiliates, for you guys. You want it to be a win all around. And I think this is true in our journey of motherhood and in our journey of learning, you know, whether it's about blogging or whether it's about, you know, cooking or whatever. That balance is just finding that area where it's a win-win-win for everybody all around. And that's going to be an ever-changing, ever-flowing thing, just like you were saying. And and I think part of the process of us learning how to learn <laughs> just comes down to us focusing on what is it that we want to learn about, what are we going to choose, and making those decisions. Because so, sometimes we get off balance by things that aren't actually end up, they don't actually end up being important to us. They're, they're mm -hmm. all the little things that come in. And just the process of us learning how to be good learners requires us to focus and finding that balance of of winning all around that that um 
you know, makes makes us feel like good moms, allows us to thrive in that plus thing that we do and allows our children to thrive and our, our families to thrive as well. Yeah. And Kat, I would say definitely your listeners just evaluate what season of life they're in. Mm-hmm. You know, Stephanie mm-hmm. and I both have two-year-olds as our youngest, and I've seen a huge shift really just in the last few months um, with not being in that baby season anymore. And also, like she said, like her husband, uh, Ryan, he works from home. Um, He runs several businesses, but they're able to, um, you know, he's there or she's there with the kids all the time. My husband's a teacher and he works four days a week. And so he's home more than, you know, someone who's working in the corporate world. And so I don't want them to look at us and think, wow, look at all they're doing and how come I feel like I'm just like living in chaos? Well, you know, if they look back at my blog two years ago, I felt like I was living in a really chaotic season too because I was. And so I just think it's so important not to look at other moms who are able to um, maybe have more time to to learn um, or start businesses or whatnot or, you know, make a full quilt then um, and and look at ourselves (laughs) you know, and think, oh man, I can never measure up. Look at that season of life you're in and really evaluate. It may be that you only have five minutes to read a book about natural childbirth because you want to have your next, uh, you know, birth be a natural childbirth. I'm just saying that because that was one of my passions. Um, That, that's what it is for you. And if that's life-giving and that's the time you have to put into it, don't beat yourself up because you're not able to do all of what you think someone else is able to do. And also remember too, you know, if you look back on any of our blogs, you know, Stephanie and I both write about a variety of topics. You might think like, wow, you know, she knows a lot about food allergies or, you know, she knows a lot about uh, shopping at farmer's markets. I'm just making things up. But remember that um, different moms um, have been learning maybe years longer than you have, Mm -hmm. you know, when I first started reading blogs, um, I thought, wow, so-and-so really has it together. And then I realized that so-and-so had been married, you know, five or six years longer than I had, had, you know, kids that were teenagers. And so that I couldn't compare myself to what I knew and what they knew. And so just to encourage your, your listeners to just take things one step at a time, discover their passions and evaluate what season of life they're in and what time they can give to whatever they want to learn. Oh, that's a great, great point because it's so easy to compare ourselves to people who are farther along in the journey. And instead of being inspired by them, we feel discouraged because we're not there. So I think that's a great point to just work to be better because to set the best as the goal can just be defeating and discouraging. And so just every day, work to be better. Am I, have I learned more? Well, again, whether it's five minutes or whatever, um, just growing a little bit every day. Uh, Now, for those who are wanting to learn about some of the things that you guys know about, tell us a little bit about the new bundle that you have coming out. Stephanie. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This is the tricky part of doing a multi-person podcast. Um, Well, the... The vision behind the original Healthy Living Bundle, which is now called the Ultimate Healthy Living Bundle, is that we really wanted to put together a package that was like this sort of complete library. Like it was really a place that people could go where everything was sort of there at their fingertips. They didn't have to search around. They didn't have to figure out who to listen to, who to trust, which resources were useful or of high quality. We really do all of that for them because we know that moms are busy. We know that they don't have the time to, you know, go from site to site to site and research what they 
um, you know, what books they should be getting, um, who knows the most about, you know, this type of uh, healthy living or natural remedies. We know that they don't have time for that. And so we try to really pull it together. And we don't like to think of it as far as how many books there are in the package, but really more the fact that it's all there at your fingertips and there's something there for everybody. We don't think that everybody's going to be interested in every single resource in these these bundles that we put together. But what we do think is that whatever it is that you want to learn more about, you know, if you do have um, a child or a family member who's dealing with allergies or food sensitivities, or if you are in that season of breastfeeding and nursing, or maybe you really want to start, um, you know, revamping things in your home the way that you do things. You want to be greener. You want to do things more non-toxic with your cleaning, whatever it is. There's something for everybody. And we've even, um, this year, Erin came up with a great idea to create this getting started guide, which helps take even, um, you know, it removes even more of that having to think through and sift through it all. You can just go exactly to whatever it is, what topic you want to learn about, what health concern you have, and go straight to those resources in the bundle. There's eBooks, there's eCourses. Some of the books include things like printables or worksheets to work through. And the idea is that you can really use this to customize your own learning and figure out, okay, these are my goals for my family. These are some next steps that we want to take or problems we want to address. And you can figure out exactly what's going to help you get there. And that's sort of, so that's what we do for you is we try to make it easy for you to take those next step and have, have the tools that you need to do it. Very cool. I love how many resources you put. And then and then for those, if you guys listening haven't heard of this before, not only is it a whole bunch of awesome resources at your fingertips, but it's also at a crazy great price. Um, I don't know how what kind of magic you guys do, but they get together <laughs> all these authors, and then they're able to put these bundles out at a fantastic price. So if you feel like, well, maybe this isn't something that, it's re- that I'm ready to learn about right now, it's a great deal because you can then learn about that in the future, and you've already got this all together in one spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so where do they go online to find it? When is the sale? How does it last? What are all those details? Erin. <laughs> um, <laughs> they can go to ultimate-bundles.com and they can go to that site for any of our bundles. Um, the bundle sale is going to launch the Ultimate Healthy Living Bundle on September 10th. And it will go through September 15th. It's for six days only. And we are only selling 30,000 bundles this time around. So we're limiting the number of bundles. Um, so the first, once 30,000 are sold, um, the sale ends. So if it takes two days to sell 30,000, it'll be two days, three days, and so forth. You know, we don't know. It could last all six days. It just depends. The bundles are getting more more popular. And so um, if people are interested, we encourage them to... Um, you know, go ahead and check it out and not delay until the very last day. Um, Stephanie, do we have the shortened URL for the actual Healthy Living direct URL um, where they could go directly to look at the Healthy Living? Um, we don't have that uh, short link set up right now, but we could give it to Kat for the show notes. But when they go to the ultimate-bundles.com, they're, they're going to want to um, put in their email address and then they can get notified as soon as that bundle becomes available. And they can also access the Healthy Living Bundle through that that main webpage. But we'll make sure that it ends up in the show notes. Okay, yeah, and definitely go go and sign up for that email thing. That way, whether you um, get that short link later or not, um, and I'm talking to people listening, whether you, you find that link later or not, if you sign up for the email, then you'll get it and you'll be notified right away and you don't have to worry about remembering. 
mm-hmm. to go check it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and just as a matter of note, Stephanie and Aaron are just awesome, and they really put together a quality quality resource for you guys. And and you know sometimes you're like, well, I don't want to put in my email address for something. I mean, like I said, their whole model for th- motto for this is just to win, 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 for it to be a win for everyone all around. And they do, honestly, an amazing job at that. So this is definitely something that I encourage everyone to go check out and to look at. Um, Stephanie, Aaron, thank you so much for, for joining me today on this chat and for sharing some of your story and some of your wisdom. I, I really appreciate it. And I hope that everybody listening has been encouraged by all that you've you've, you've shared and by what you're doing and, and this offer that you've put together for them. So thank you. Thank Thanks you, so Kat. Much, Kat. All right, you guys have a great day. You, you too. too. Bye. Bye. Well, that's all that we have for today's episode of the Inspired to Action podcast. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen. I know that there are a million things that you could be doing right now, and I hope that this episode has encouraged you. You know, if you have any questions or suggestions for me, just head over to inspiredtoaction.com and click the contact button to send me an email. I would love to hear from you, and I would love to do whatever I can to get the resources that you need to keep growing as a mom. And if you enjoyed this podcast, it would be awesome if you would take a minute to rate it on iTunes. That's going to help more moms to find it and get the encouragement that they need. And as always, you can check out all the show notes for this session at inspiredtoaction.com. And you can also download any of our free ebooks or our free prayer calendars for moms at the blog. Just go to inspiredtoaction.com and click on the resources link. And my name is Kat Lee, and I wish you an incredible day with your family. And remember, you're a mom. You're kind of a big deal. Now go be awesome. It's early in the morning, the house is quiet. But I've set aside this time for you. I bow before the throne of a noble king. And in this place, my heart begins to sing. It's gonna be a good day, a good day filled with His grace, His grace and sweet new mercies. May my thoughts obey Jesus to walk.